0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel Proclamation comes from the Old Testament reading of Genesis chapter 32, specifically verses 22 through 30, and serves as the basis for our theme for the 19th Sunday after Pentecost. The struggle is real and unavoidable. In Brave New World, Aldous Huxley creates an imaginary land where pain, trouble, and struggle are unknown. It is Christianity without tears, declares the controller. But, someone says, the tears are necessary. You get rid of them, you just abolish the slings and the arrows. It's too easy. I don't want comfort. I want God. I want poetry. I want real danger. I want freedom. But you'll be unhappy, says the controller. I claim, replies the other, the right to be unhappy. This seems contrary to all logical thinking these days. But interestingly enough, there is a subgroup of people in our culture that thrives on real danger, real struggle and real challenges to test their mettle. The real right to be unhappy. It is as if we have made it so easy, some people find it entertaining to engage in willful acts of survival without modern comforts. While we were on vacation, Marcy, my wife, and I caught a show where two people volunteered to be placed in the wilderness with only one item to survive. If they make it for 30 days, they win. I watched this, fascinated that anyone would ever bear the elements without all the proper food, shelter, clothing, and emergency kits necessary to survive. But this was not the point for these contestants. They wanted to prove they could survive like Adam and Eve their first day, having been expelled from the Garden of Eden. They wanted to know that they could survive if they had to, with virtually nothing but what nature could provide. Needless to say, most failed within days. But the ones who made it to the full month expressed joy and relief that can only come from real struggle in the face of certain unhappiness. In our Old Testament account today, Jacob seems to be striving for happiness initially, but he discovers that his struggle will indeed be real. In chapter 27 of Genesis, his struggle begins because of his fear of his brother Esau. And his fear is not unfounded, for he took from Esau that which did not belong to Jacob. It's easy to say that Jacob was wrong and totally responsible, and Esau was somewhat innocent in all his shenanigans, but scripture, specifically Hebrews chapter 12, verses 16 and 17, would disagree with you. Esau willingly sold his birthright to Jacob, after a day in the field, succumbing to Jacob's trickery for a pot of stew to satisfy his hunger. Esau gave up a double portion of his inheritance, leadership over the family, and the blessing to carry on the covenant promise with no struggle at all. In other words, Esau gave up his rightful status as the head of the family and his God all at the same time. So, in the stealing of Esau's blessing in today's lesson, Jacob completed his displacing of his brother, thereby bestowing upon himself the ultimate ability for success. Jacob's real first struggle and subsequent right to unhappiness stem from the fear of his brother, who was most certainly intent on killing Jacob for his chicanery. Jacob's next struggle will come after fleeing his brother to his uncle Laban, who, in a fitting act of irony, turned Jacob's trickery back on him, getting him to marry two of his daughters and sacrificing 14 years working for him for the privilege of doing so. Jacob's struggle and right to unhappiness continued with Leah, his first wife, and finally Rachel, his second, but now beloved wife. Today's lesson is the dramatic conclusion of the Trinitarian series of struggles for Jacob. For today, Jacob struggles with Yahweh himself and finds that when you truly encounter God, you'll never be the same again. Our struggle is real and our commitment to unhappiness knows no bounds. The offer of all that is evil prowls the earth looking for someone to devour and gives us infinite options to resist God and struggle against all that is good. The world is our oyster of temptation and distraction from God's holy word and sacraments and worship with the people he loves. And we, are our own worst enemies, Enemy, when we struggle within ourselves and trick ourselves into doing what we don't want to do. The struggle is indeed real. And sometimes it makes us so unhappy, we lose the joy found only in our Savior Jesus. Then there is Jacob's struggle today. We wrestle intently with the challenges the church is faced with today. We dive into the sweatshop of our Savior's machinery for the sake of soul care. We scream at the wretched plans of the evil one who contends every day with every effort we make to support the church, care for his people, and glorify God. But we are not alone in this struggle. Billions under the cross of Christ joyfully struggle for Jesus and willingly embrace the lack of unhappiness this world hands to us for not following in its ways. Brothers and sisters in Christ right here, join together with us as we fight to improve the school, fix the building, catechize the new members, and organize again and again for stewardship, fellowship, and the social needs of our family. We struggle. With the amazing clarity of God's word, which is unbearably honest, impossibly challenging, and terrifyingly revealing. But our struggle does not leave us unhappy for long because our struggle has a partner that comes alongside us, willing to struggle like no one has ever had to. Our struggle is with a real God that really struggled in a way no one can comprehend. Our struggling God struggles with us, for us, and against us when we need him to the most. Our God is caressing our clenched fist, raised in utter exasperation at the difficulties that lie in front of us. Our God is holding our shoulders up, sagging in defeat at the mishaps that never seem to stop befalling us. Our God is cushioning the brutal falls that yank our feet out from underneath us. Our God is with us, never leaving us, and never forsaking us. Our God walked with us, with the cross being strapped to his whipped, scarred back, and struggled to death on the cross. So we will never experience the struggle of eternal death ourselves. You can't struggle against our God, with our God, or for our God, without being changed forever in a way which only glorifies God. His struggle saves us. That's what makes our struggle real and unavoidable for anyone in Him. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.